Brain Buster Boys are brought to you by Visionaries Global Media, your number one source for podcasting entertainment. Visionaries Global Media, envisioning excellence on a global scale. Is it over? 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 Maybe. Maybe. Is it over? Maybe not. Is it over? Is it? Or is it not? I don't know. Is it over? Is it over? Is it over? I don't know. You tell me, honey. Oh. Okay, very good. Rick Blair, you have made world cigarette out. To the Brain Buster Boys, episode 86, our second anniversary, part one. My name is Brett Jagger, along with Beaumont Rick and Howdy. Yeah, did I use that last week? Well, hello. Maybe. There. Yeah. Yeah, I haven't used that one in a while. No, Hi. you you used World? Chow. Chow. Oh, Chow. Oh, oh of, yeah, uh, I did. Because of uh the, the white lotus. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. The, na- yes. the name of that. Well, hey, uh, happy anniversary! Happy anniversary! It, start, it kicks off with uh, with this fun episode. Yeah, I guess um, it technically kicked off Monday for us, really. Sure. Yeah, yeah. I guess yeah, with the event with going to Raw, which we'll we'll, we'll talk about. This is my first um, WWE event. Period. And we had we had yeah. a great time. Yeah. Oh yeah, we did. I had a smashing good time. I had to yeah. work at seven forty five a.m. <laughs> the next day is rough, but you know. I went back and drank with my friend Andy Bean for more hours after the show and then didn't wake up till late. So that's tight. Yeah, it was tight. But uh, yeah, so we'll go over our experience. My first WWE show, and I think more than five years. And I've been to, I believe, eight AEW shows in that span, plus all in. Mm -hmm. Plus, it'll be our third Impact show tomorrow as we record this. Yeah. On Thursday, November 17th. And I believe our actual release date of episode one was November 16th, 2020. So we're pretty yeah. much right on the nose here. And I know you're not as fond of that one, but we should maybe we should put that one out sometime this week. Oh, yeah. No, we should. You know, I am. It's fond a of fun it. listen. Yeah. 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 I am. It, it was. Uh, I mean, I guess. I'm like editing wise, it's good structure wise. You know, we were just finding it's our way. Over. Yeah, but but uh, but uh, but I remember that second episode was was the moment we figured it out. Like yep. like 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 a light bulb clicked, and then yep. and then a structure formed and, and a workflow and a mojo and and identity and yeah. 
and it, I'd be remiss if I did not mention, um, well, one, we did release our episode zero, which yeah. we recorded beforehand, but our episode one did not come without an epic meltdown from me yeah. um, while in the midst of recording because there were other people around. And it was Oh, my just- God. Could you imagine recording there then? Because it, it was at Vetter's and there was him and um he and ina Ina, i can't remember if anyone else was Was Ina's kid there i believe ina's kid (laughs) i don't remember but But the the cats there were the cats yeah okay yeah i don't think the kid was there but there was a lot of racket and i just could not focus and uh i cut it off and then we moved to the basement and uh started to click and uh oh that, that history <laughs> that, that's the only show we recorded in that dark like yeah. order Did, that I the, when about we call that. it the bunkhouse yeah we called it the bunkhouse bunkhouse yeah we well um also no, in that didn't we, re- we recorded episode two we did. We edited it in the court. Yes, court yes, yes. In my bedroom. Um, and then Turner Thanksgiving was our first one on Zoom because we were both out of town for that. Um, I, I remember. Thought, reco- did we not record that in my room either? We, we maybe did part of it, but I remember also doing a part of it after the dynamite. Yeah, because um, that was the we first. We did some of it here. That was the first dynamite. We really got our Twitter going. We we started, yeah. you know, just kind of. That's where we met Greg Goldman. I think it was that night or <laughs> close around to it. And um, Graham, who and then Graham, introduced yeah. us to VGM, Chad and Diesel, mm-hmm. High Five Tom, you know Matt, everyone, JCB, everyone who's a part of that group. Now Tim King, you know that's been awesome, and really getting to meet a lot of you all in person too has been a huge thrill as well. Yeah. Oh, for, for damn sure. And like, you know, especially with like how fast that, that accelerated then to like what it is now, like, it's just like, you know, it's been like a pretty crazy ride. Like just looking back on those first few weeks, just kind of what happened from episodes yeah. one through, through the book of Turner, which is seven. Yeah. Um, one through six is certainly a interesting collection. Especially, We'll have to fire up six this holiday season. Yeah, that's, and that, you that, should that, too. That, ladies that's, and gentlemen. Yeah. That's, that's an early <laughs> favorite. That one was that's probably the wackiest we went on the editing. And didn't I have my Britt Baker tirade on that one? Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> fuck, fuck her. her. Yeah. <laughs> Solely because she's a Steelers fan. Yeah. Um, no, that that one was great. We, I think we were both a little, little tipsy for that one oh, too. For if sure. I recall. We were very, very. Which um, I have not. I know you'll have a drink or two, but I have. I've done these mostly pretty sober of late. Yeah, but yeah, uh, no, you know, no, you, we'll, yeah, usually. We'll, yeah, I usually like to have a glass of whiskey or two, you know, for, for we'll these. To, we'll have customary. to do a, an old school holiday drunk episode. Oh, yeah, let's do it. We'll do, we'll, we'll, we'll do a big one. And I mean, you know, there's always. We had a big. We had a big. <laughs> oh, that was that episode. Yeah, I figured it probably <laughs> was. <laughs> no, um, man, it's just. um. That was that, like talking about BBB Live, right? Yeah, yeah, that was a wild time. Another thing we did in that basement, too, was the hit watch promo promo yes yeah yeah we, video yeah yeah unbelievable. That, 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 that was done in that basement and while, while you mentioned that that was hit watch you know for those who weren't listening for the first part of this show the first year it's really about a year old it was i mean pretty much dead on because it yeah. was i mean well over a year from when it started because remember it culminated at yeah. full gear last yes. year for our anniversary episode and it was hangman who hit dan callis so it was like the stars aligned mm-hmm. but doesn't it feel weird that like that was a year ago so oh, Hitwatch yeah. itself was you know a year and a half ago oh, at, yeah. at the most or yeah. no i guess it was two because yeah, it happened december of winter is coming so yeah, yeah now that, that i think about it yeah that was um winter is coming was episode 
Oh boy, that it had to have been four. Five. It was episode four, four I think. Four or, four or five. five. Yeah, four or five. One of the two. Yeah. Um, yeah, because that was the one um, when I was going to insurance school. Um, and I remember uh, um, a winter is coming was on a night where I had to go to insurance school the next day. Well, and then we it caught in editing the next day. It was you said and Moxley hit Man. Dan Callis. And I'm yeah, like, wait a second, did you just call Dan Callis? And we replayed the tape, and sure enough, you did, and then it took on a life of its own as uh things seem to do here uh with yeah. the bees. Yeah. <laughs> say the least <laughs> yeah to say the least well um, now that we're in the midst of this uh we didn't really plan to do this but what other any other fun memories we want to uh touch on here it's our it's our show and it's our anniversary damn it yeah oh man Let, i'm trying to go from the beginning of the year well we did um Royal yeah i guess Rumble we'll chronologic oh that, so that was this year yeah, but, yeah. well we did like, like let's think about that week that week was wild because like you come in for that we do that in this tiny room on the zoom weird audio we yeah um, we fucked it up a little but, bit but, but it was still really fun salvageable yeah the next day yeah the next Wouldn't day oh go um, ahead the next day we go to sanford's for uh bengals titans oh, bengals God. win go to the afc championship we get You're covid right. You're right. I was for some reason I was thinking that was the weekend of the Houndmouth interview, but that was the Goldman episode. Yeah, which yeah. That we was, also that, did at your house because yeah. it's weird how we can remember where we recorded certain. Oh yeah, and in the Houndmouth, well, the Houndmouth interview that was a was, tense day. It, yeah, it was early in November. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and that was the, the final episode of Goldman that, and then we released we took a it. bit of a break. Yeah, yeah, we released it a couple weeks later, and talk about some fun audio to edit. Woo. That one, that one, that, that, that was have, about three hours, you know, and half we ended up using half of it pretty much. Yeah. yeah. Cause it was, I mean, it just became us hanging out and partying after a while. So, yeah. uh, but that was definitely fun to comb through. That's mm. for sure. Oh, yeah. Um, but then there's that. Um, what else did we, what else did we do this summer? The WrestleMania one was a lot of fun. Um, oh, then yeah. we, we had our story ones that were, that were big. Um, the sex one. That one, that, that, that one was a lot Jack of fun. Jack Tunney's bachelor party. Jack Tunney's which bachelor was party. was a complete shit show because we we had no plan at oh, yeah. all. It, it, it was it, just it, like, all right, let's we'll figure it out. We'll, we'll talk just go through with it. it. Yeah, yeah. And the um, the Bengals one, like, and all the guests on oh. this too. Like, like I think we Kevin Rogue was this year, and oh, I know yeah. um, he's been like, on twice now. Yeah, oh, yeah. And I know some people have complimented him, and like he's a great guest. Oh, you know? he's so, the yeah. man. Yeah. yeah, he's he's been pretty sweet. We'll have him back soon. I'm sure. Oh, for sure. For sure. Obviously, yes. we had uh, Rayon, the NBA yes. Jam book. And Trevor Kelsey. Trevor Kelsey from, from Louisville Sports, uh, one of the radio stations. Yeah. Big X. They follow Big us. Big X. There Big we X. go. The Big X. The Big X. Who else? Did we get any? I mean, oh, we had the fantasy booking with Tim King. Oh, that was yeah, a ton yeah, of fun. yeah, yeah. That was a good time. Um, We had, Um, I mean, I thought our Christmas episode last year was good. Oh, yeah, because we featured yeah. like everyone. Yeah, yeah. It was a big, nice sort of everyone who was a kinda... big part of our first year. Yeah, yeah. Know? No, and these were these were great. Um, I mean, help. Let's go to our SoundCloud here and see kind of what um pops up or popular tracks are because um the story ones are up there. Oh. The all the all out brawl out. Shabbat Spice not doing bad. Um, the Scissor Me Daddy Ace people seem to like that one. When the acclaimed one, yeah, yeah, that was that was an exciting one. Um, oh yeah, there's the one with uh, Ritter. Oh yeah, the New yes. Japan one. Yes, that was fun. Yes. So yeah, um, and especially in the past year, yeah, the Houndmouth ones that still hanging in there. Um, 
but yeah, no, it's been definitely like, like a lot more of a more, you know, kind of like we've kind of done more individual things as opposed to larger things. Yeah. But yeah, it's been a it, it, like that, that that's kind of been fun and rewarding in its own in its own way. For sure. And I know plenty of other shows do this year of Duke and Rogue front face lock. Many others, you know, review apron bump old pay-per-views. Some get drunk while doing so like the yeah. one we did with Kevin, the Royal Rumble 92. Like those have been so much fun. And like there's so it's an endless amount of like pay-per-views that we could like, oh, let's just pick this one this week. So yeah. But we definitely changed the structure or really the content, I guess, that we did this year. Because year one was other than the time we got fired or unable to cover AEW and forced or not forced, hired, (laughs) excuse me, by the former chairman, Vincent Kennedy McMahon. And and it's also it was all AEW. That's what I was going to say. Well, And it's also like been motivated by like AEW just not being as great this year as it was in 2021. Yeah. Yeah. So I think we kind of, you know, we, you know, our our attention kind of diverted to other things. And I mean, at least for me, I feel like I've gotten a bigger slice of the pie with wrestling. I feel like, you know, that WWE period was so condensed. We were watching so much and so many names were being like jammed into my head. It sucked at that point. Yeah, it did. And it was hard. But now I feel like I kind of know and appreciate it. Yeah. You know, like like when I went to Raw, if that would have happened. 365 days ago i don't think i would have had nearly as a good and involving time as i did on monday yeah so yeah absolutely yeah it's been uh it's been quite the ride indeed and uh and like i mean i guess between here this and the three year we'll have our hundredth episode so yeah i mean that should be first q1 of uh 2023 i guess sometime in february march March. i don't know something like that if this is 86 and i we're going to have another one coming out soon. Uh, two episodes for you. I mean, I guess it'll be in the span of a week. Yeah. We'll probably have the next one out, I would guess, Tuesday. So today we're going to cover the Monday Night Raw in Louisville that we attended on yeah. Monday. And then a really a full gear preview predictions. And then we're attending Impact Overdrive tomorrow in Louisville. And then obviously full gear is happening Saturday. Thank God I was able to get off work so I can watch it live, which yeah. is tight. So then we'll probably, I would guess we'll probably record Monday about yeah. those two events. So uh, as yes. you termed it, the week of wrestling, a yes. lot of wow. shows, two in person. Wow. wow, 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 wow. Um, but yeah, and really, I just also wanted to say I had a great birthday last yes. week. And uh, thank you for your touching tribute on your Twitter. And thank you to everyone that wished me happy birthday, both on Twitter, in real life, and everyone in real life that came out both Wednesday and Friday to celebrate. I am blessed to have so many wonderful people in my life, and I love you all. And 35 is uh, it's is alive. Same. It's the same. Yeah. 35 is alive. I guess it's all mm-hmm. downhill from here, huh? Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, I don't know. It's, it's, it's interesting because, like, I've been thinking, engaging a lot of things in my life for, like, okay – before I'm 40, I want yeah. to blank. Like, yeah. like, like, like there's been a lot of those. Th- I mean, hell, even like two years ago, like once I started getting into my thirties and like my forties also are going to coincide with my parents turning, getting into their seventies. Mm. So it's like, oh yeah, you know, I want to be, you know, as my parents move into their elder years, you know, yeah. I want to definitely be around 
for that. So, you know, I'm kind of, you know, this period, you know, is taking on a, a little bit of, you know, importance, you know. Yeah, in, for in sure. And I mean, we're both single, you know, yes. so that has its freedoms too, for sure. Yes, sir. Um, I think I've got a couple marriage pacts with some women if once I turn 40. So. <laughs> Cashing in. One of one of which or both of which you may know. Um, oh, one of them's Rachel, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Uh, and Andrea. Cool. Yeah, it was cool seeing her. We were all talking about me, her, and Sanford about whether, you know, the, the douchey character in White Lotus. In the new one, yeah, yeah, you know the scene whenever he's he's um, undresses when Albury Plaza comes oh, back, oh yeah, 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 and you kind of see his dick go down there. Yep. We're all like, "Is it real? Is it not real?" You know, little hog prosthetic. talk. Yeah, yeah, it was hog, hog, talk. hog talk. We were all sitting at that back seat behind at the window. For yeah, the that pretty much every we were just posted up from. I got there at like seven thirty till two thirty a.m. Like yeah. <laughs> just did not, oh, and I, people I, just kept coming. Oh yeah, I, I think I drank like four eggs. Yeah, over the span like 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 four literal eggs. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We were getting the old Captain Stone, which is yeah. essentially a whiskey sour on steroids with an yeah. egg white in it. Yeah, and I, uh, Lee was into that. Like I remember yeah. buying one or two for him. That was an. <laughs> they go down. Movie. They go down real easy. They do. And I was talking to Rich the next morning. I was like, "How how much protein did I drink last night?" <laughs> you know, because or or is protein in the yolk? Oh, maybe in the yolk because the I, yolk, I think, is the thing that's supposed to be alive. Yeah. Eventually, yeah. I don't know. Shit. Yeah. Well, one thing before we dive in, just because I, I don't know if I've mentioned this on the show, and I mentioned it to you guys when we were at Dynamite and Cincy, we were a little buzzed, but uh, I've been on a journey this year in tracking, calculating my four star plus matches okay. in a spreadsheet. Last year, the entirety of last year, I had 283 matches. Right now, I have 531 for 2022. Oh, my God. So 2022 has so, been a, a great year. That and I've been watching so much more because I haven't had a day job all year. Uh, <laughs> and the first yeah. few first couple months of the year, didn't do much else. Didn't do much those first few months of the year. Yeah. But once I started getting cooking, and obviously it is great this year. I've sunk so much deeper into stardom, into impact. So like, I'm just watching more, but Azar who's been on the show, he and I have been keeping track of this uh, for a few years now. And he's got like a, a tab where it's, it like counts the pace. So like once I was on the pace for 500, it's like, Oh shit, can I get 500? Measure like wrestling matches per day or per week or just, he has the formula on Excel. So whenever I put something in, it just automatically. Oh, so, 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 so so, yeah, it's just sort of a, okay. It doesn't matter. He made all these formulas and whatnot. So it had like match pace and like for a while, like 500 seemed like, Oh, that, that'd be tough. But then basically once the G1 hit, stardom's tournament hit like august i just started blitzing so and um, then we're like 600s possible <laughs> so yeah i'm on the so, quest and so, i know so, so you do you think you'll are you like does he have a projection thing like the, the uh, projection algorithm or formula you know uh well that's basically what the pace is is projecting like the total matches i'll oh, finish with okay. which gotcha. and, and it obviously changes by the day if i don't watch anything or put anything in it'll go down you know some days you know, you put in four matches and it'll go up, but it's been an obsession to say the least. And that's basically what we've used to guide those convert or the shows Azar and I have done together talking about our favorite matches of the year. So 
you should start a calendar and like plan out the matches you're gonna watch like you know through an entire month i think that that would be that could be well some cool. shit it's like i don't even know when certain things are and then i'll get on cage match and it's like oh this show happened okay yeah um but then i've just also been it's basically how i used to be with music as you may recall like i would always do those top 50 albums of the year yeah you know what started on facebook then it became a video thing and i would just dig and dig and try and find as much music as i can then you rented out a bar right yeah. Well, yeah yeah we did it on, we did it on a stage which was fucking awesome got like 80 plus people there but uh that's how it's been with wrestling now it's just i've been insatiable and uh but it just shows how great wrestling has been yeah i've had a lot of free time on my hands and yeah. I've I've filled it with that, and I know I know I'll never touch this again. Hopefully, because I'm gonna get a full time job at some yeah. point. So ba- I just kind of made the call, like, all right, I'm just gonna watch as much as I fucking can this year, and yeah. uh, it's been awesome. But uh, yeah, I'm sure we'll talk more on that as we get to the end of the year. Another thing I want to do sooner than later is like top moments of the year. Because I know Tom, high five Tom last year is like, you know, try and make some bold predictions and it didn't end up happening. But it's like the bingo card for 2022 would be fucking insane of just all the shit that's happened. Yeah, Well, I I think full gear is going to be a big driver. And then what do we have left? Survivor Series and WWE. And what's in December? Do they have like a Christmas? I don't think they they used to have TLC, but I think they got rid of it this year. But don't they have like a Christmas Raw and Smack? You know, I'm sure they They probably will. Yeah. And then obviously we'll have winter is coming from AEW. Excuse me. New Japan has both their tag leagues going on obviously building to wrestle kingdom so uh did AEW do winter is coming last year yeah they've done it i can't remember what the oh it was in january and it was the one the hangman danielson oh gotcha it was or no maybe it was the december one they did the draw i think yeah. that's what it was okay because because we did bbb live the last time we did that which that's always a fun old shit show yeah did, oh did, it was me. that because remember we were having those technical difficulties oh, too, oh, oh, during oh, that hour-long match as is tradition during during yeah. bbb live <laughs> like actually so i was um at school today and um i um have been pulling up this computer and connecting to my hotspot because um my students, I'm having them study like adaptation, like like how you adapt, you know, stories into movies. And have you ever seen the Twilight Zone? I was just gonna and say like the film adaptation. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But- yeah, yeah, that confuses me too. But you know the Twilight Zone where the guy is on a plane and he's freaking out because he thinks there's a monster that's on the wing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, there's a short story, then there's an adaptation with Bill Shatner. Oh yeah, the original. Your boy. And then there's one with John Lithgow that's the same thing. Then there's one from the Jordan Peele one that's like got Adam Scott in it. It's all weird. But anyways, like I um was pulling that up because I'm showing them all the adaptation. They're going to do a little project on it. And um, like one of my like um, bookmarks that I noticed sort of at the bottom of my Google Chrome was like, how to convert zoom to OBS. Yeah. <laughs> Which I'm like, yeah, it's BBB live. We, right ju- we just need to fucking get the stream yard. You know, yeah. I know many, many people have it used it i think it's really easy for like live shit too so right. here I'm, I'm looking up the website right now i mean yeah. do, do, okay yeah we'll, we'll we'll make that a thing but we and will. i think it's about the same price but uh no one no one wants to hear us talk about uh what we're doing to stream or stream failures but uh this has been a fun long-winded intro but uh shall we get into some wwe e. 
Okay, Monday Night Raw, Louisville, Kentucky. Am I coming in okay to you right now? I feel a little... You are, you okay, are. Okay, cool. You are. Yeah. Little, at least video is a little choppy on my end. But, um, so we have a little anecdote uh, from before the show. I was with our buddy Will Sanford, and you were meeting up with us, and we had not we had an extra ticket. We got some comps through a friend of a friend, which is always wonderful, but we had an extra and uh, we weren't going to use it. You know, I had a few people that, because <clears throat> it was day of, I'm asking people, they're like, sorry, can't make it, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So we go to this bar called Barrel Bar. After, after like, you know, because I wasn't there until you all were at Barrel Bar. I was like, dealing we failed with, at like three other places. Yeah. Yeah. I was dealing with a, a, a relatively um, annoying um, potential podcast client. <laughs> You know, so so that's neither here nor there. But we first went to this place called Expo, which said it was open on Mondays. It was not. And then we went to like two or three places. You you went to Sidebar, which is right by the bridge. Right by the arena. And it was just swarmed with wrestling fans. Every place was. So Barrel Bar was like a couple blocks away. We get there, not crowded, you know, have a couple beers. There's a dude sitting at the bar, like right by us. And me and Will are talking about football because – it was Monday, so the games had just happened, and about that insane Bills Vikings game, and that Justin Jefferson catch, and this dude's like, "Oh yeah, that was awesome." I'm from Minnesota. His name's Chris. We end up just kind of talking to him for a little bit. We learn he's in Louisville from Minneapolis for work, goes there a lot, and uh, he's aware of wrestling. He's like, "Oh, you guys are going to that?" And I'm like, "Yeah, you want to come with us?" <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, he had said like he had been to Raw's. Yeah, like, like that. yeah, yeah, yeah. And so we're like, yeah. Go ahead. He said he was at one like 10 years ago that Mike Tyson was at, actually. So, yeah. like, he's not a regular wrestling watcher, but he gets it. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yeah, we got an extra ticket, dude. And he's like, well, my hotel's right across the street and I'm not doing anything. And, you know, I think he thought about it for a bit because, I mean, he doesn't know us from anyone. <laughs> you know, like, we literally just met this guy. Yeah. And we're just having beers, just all kind of talking. And when time comes to go, sure enough, Chris rolling with us and yep. he i'll tell you what chris brought the energy from the get-go he oh was, yeah, yeah he was excited and fired up to be there and i fucking loved it oh yeah no you stood up you know and like you know just that injection of like oh yeah this random thing just gonna happen and we're like yeah. walking here with this dude he was such a great you know great sport about oh, it yeah. of course well, you know. all three in all three of us i i assume sanford's been to the um center you know oh yeah times yeah yeah for shows and stuff he's a uk fan so probably not too many U of all games like us but uh yeah like you know he had never been there so it was kind of cool just like oh yeah here's this big crazy you know mall with a court you know yeah and what the first thing you kind of notice when we stepped out into like the seating area is so much bigger brighter louder livelier than an aew show for example well aew's got the two screens and the chandelier (laughs) and the tunnels and then um but like WWE, like, you know, much like, you know, you know how old basketball courts at the scorers table used to be like some just some design, something static. But now it's all a camera mm-hmm. or, an, or, or, or a monitor or a screen. And like literally everything in WWE is a screen from the bottom of the ring. Yeah. To like the the barriers leading out from the ramp all into the barriers around the ring to the gigantic ass bloop of Tron. And you know, that's whatever. obviously the byproduct of being in a nice big arena like the Yum Center, which just AEW is just not at that point. You know, they're right. going to more college arenas. 
compared yeah. to our, our U.S. Bank Arena in Cincinnati, which just the sound alone was just so dog shit there and just oh, pristine. Oh, oh yeah, the the the, the 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 um center gets thumping like oh, they man. play like real heavy bass, you yeah, know, like, like music. It was loud. Games. It was bright. Like even the brightness to me was significant like i think aew just kind of keeps their shit a little darker during the show oh yeah the, like the the black is sort of like the predominant color yeah, yeah yeah but this was bright and vibrant and loud and hell we even got treated to a very nice uh pre-show match which i think is going on like main event main event yeah is between what it was jd mcdonough and cedric alexander shit probably third best match of the night uh yeah. overall i would say um and that's when Chris was getting real into it. And I'm like, this is going to be a good time. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Cedric got the win somewhat surprisingly. Um, but yeah, that was a really good match. And uh, shit, I guess we'll just get right into it here. And uh, oh, I did have to warn you guys about the pyro because that's another thing that. Like, oh, how, how loud it was. How so loud that. And we were sitting concussive. like. And we were sitting basically like equivalent with like the stage. Parallel, yeah, yeah. yeah, Parallel. So we're right by where the pyro is. And it was probably less than 10 seconds before it went live. I'm like, oh, shit, guys, it's going to be really, really loud. So just be aware. Um, And then there's just like random parts where just get the boom. Um, But it's definitely uh different that's for sure it is it is like it's definitely a more of a spectacle and i know yes. i mentioned this at one point like there are all these like things like when they're at commercial that are like the kiss cam or yes. the, the 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 dance cam or the boogie cam or or, or whatever yep. you know like or like you know like little like interactive yeah, things yeah, for in, fans inter- interactive things and like little like video spots you know with like stone cold you know talking to some other guy or the Miz playing golf with his yeah, daughter which was just bizarre yeah <laughs> but yeah they, they have all kinds of those things that make it feel a lot more like a big time sporting event yeah. you know versus like AEW which is a little more um intimate you yeah. know is what yeah. I'll say yeah for sure for sure um but yeah so we kick it off with uh whoa whoa Monday night Rollins and I think it's pretty clear that he is a baby face now and he was definitely getting some of the biggest reactions of the night um I know you've obviously seen some matches of his lately but I know you don't really watch Raw or anything but just overall just because he's definitely one of the more popular best wrestlers right now in the world what do you think of just Seth Rollins you know in the ring promos just that whole character that he's got going on right now yeah I mean like it had like a heel, a tiny heelish element to it because he kind of had like the the flashy suit. Like there was like flashiness versus like he's, like mop. Like and he's like kind mop. of in the midst of turning face. Oh so yeah, he'd yeah. Been a heel, so like a face like Moxley would never do that. You yeah. know, like, like 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 there. But um, no, it was it was a whole lot of fun. Like you know, like he kind of did the bragging on himself kind of thing and the whole like strutting and all that. Yeah. Um. No, and I mean his hair is blonde. I thought and that he's looked got good. that laugh. <laughs> Yeah, you know, I, I thought he was, uh, no, I thought it was definitely a fun opening to the show, especially who's contrasted with. <laughs> bum, 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 bum. Big fucking Bob, baby. <laughs> <laughs> and now I don't know if Rollins had previously called him Big Bob. I hope he hadn't. Uh, but boy, that was something we were cracking up about pretty much all night. Yeah, yeah. Big Bob was hilarious. 
But Big Bob was very upset about losing his U.S. title to Seth Rollins. And then Mustafa Ali comes out and he's like, shit, I want a chance. And uh, Seth ripped on uh, Austin Theory for failing to cash in his money in the bank. More on that later. Big night for Austin Theory for sure. Um, But then basically Lashley just kind of throws... You know, he throws Ali around and then he kind of gets face to face with Seth and then Ali comes back in and jumps on him. And um, I think Seth just kind of waltzed his way out of there. Yeah, yeah. He got out of there pretty quickly. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. which has kind of been something he's been doing. Like I remember the OC, like AJ Styles group and the Good Brothers and Judgment Day had something like last week where Rollins was in there. And same thing. He just kind of like scooted away. So yeah. he's still got those little heel tendencies. um but yeah definitely a nice you know fun opening segment to start the show and it went into uh big bob squashing good old mustafa ali who you know put up a nice performance in the squash and there was a girl behind us big mustafa ali oh big time yeah all about him we got some ali chants going as well so uh but yeah obviously uh everyone knew what the outcome was going to be here Ali did challenge Lashley for the U.S. title about a month ago, and it he put up a good – it was not as squashy as this. So the guy can wrestle. I know he'd been off TV for the longest time or in Vince prison, so to speak. So I'm happy to see him out there. And, uh, yeah, Big Bob, you know, he getting the victory, and he's, he's just very upset, isn't he? he? He's just very upset. He was just a – just a force to be reckoned with. Just a big, <laughs> bald, angry, you know. Mm. And, like, on the mic, too. Like, you don't really get to see him on the mic. He's quite uninspiring. Yeah, <laughs> that is, yes. We were definitely uh, commenting on that, like, compared to Seth Rollins. Just, like, the charisma. It yeah. was just not. And Big Bob close. looks the part. But, like, yeah. Oh, you know, abs- yeah. he looks great. I and mean, he's, like, 47, 48. Yeah. Like, he looks amazing. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, not the best talker in the world. But that's okay. Nope. Not everyone yeah. is. Um, then there was a brief promo with the OC that announced uh, we got a singles match between Styles and Balor at Survivor Series, which is wonderful. The two first Bullet Club leaders, they've only had one match in WWE, so very much looking forward to that. And then we had another squash between Mia Yim and Tamina, and I think we missed most of this because I remember coming back from, like, bathrooms and beers, and this, I mean, it only went two minutes. And yeah, yeah. I think the match pretty much started and ended at that point. It's but a flash uh, point. Yeah, but Mia Yim, who she, she just came back to WWE last week from Impact, so mm-hmm. obviously she's going to get a little bit of shine. And, Again, more to come with her later. And they did have a bit of a Rhea Ripley, Mia Yim face off here. But Ripley walked out as the heel does. She was very upset. Oh, yep. Yeah, no, was that the only <laughs> time we saw her all night? Uh, no, because she came oh, out yeah, with yeah. Dominic. Yeah. 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 No, she was like, like she's a fun presence. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, like, man. Yeah, she's she been is. just crushing it. I think she'd had some sort of injury because she hadn't been wrestling until late. But, like, she was such a key featured part of the show. And, like, yeah, yeah, Finn Balor, you know, was kind of appointed as Judgment Day's leader when he joined. But But everyone everyone knows. I was going to say, everyone knows it's Rhea Ripley for sure. No, she, Uh, like, she definitely, like, has just a, I don't know, just how she, like, snakes around the sideline. Not the sideline, but the the, 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 (laughs) ringside. Um, I've always been a fan of hers, man, from the NXT days, and I totally agree. Like, And 
Yeah, she's she, the full package now. She's and one she, who like transferred from that roster and like to the from the NXT to the main roster and like succeeded, which like not a yeah. lot of people did during Vince era. For sure, for sure, and yeah, um, excited. I think she's only wrestled on like house show, or no, she might have had one match in NXT because they had a whole thing where some of the women got someone from WWE to wrestle, but. Excited to see her in War Games at Survivor Series, as we find out later. Um, and speaking of which, there's the damage control promo backstage with them trying to um, get me a yim. But then we go to the next match, which was the first good match on this show. A little Matt Riddle versus Chad Gable. Shoosh! Oh, you know what? Before we get too far, because we're past it. We got to talk about Cora. We got to talk about <laughs> when was that? Was it, that like, would have like, been after the Big Bob match. I'm okay, pretty a, sure after after Big Bob, they, they, they showed like a big promo, and yeah. it was like this big like. I think it. Yeah, I think it was the Styles Balor like Balor thing. Yeah, and then it goes black. And then you hear from behind us because there's been this one year old. Well, also, you mentioned to me too, you, you were like, Oh, yeah, don't be vaping. And so there's like a one year old. Or no, you so, so it turns out she was four. She was four. four. But, but, but yeah, she you, was behind us, starting cheers, having fun. Yeah. And, and, and like you had told me before we walked in, yet yeah, like the big difference is there's going to be a lot of kids here. Yeah. And like we were surrounded by them, you know, <laughs> like just completely surrounded by them. And we were all like, like I was hitting my jewel and like blowing into my shirt, <laughs> you know, like I'm in a movie theater. Yeah. Um, and uh, anyway, so like, you know, obviously there's this kid behind us, so, you know, being, you know. And she was being cool. Like she yeah. was having fun, starting oh. cheers, you know. Oh, yeah. Cheering her little heart out. Yeah. And like this, like the the, the uh, Finn Balor, AJ Styles thing happens. And then it, everything goes black for a second. And like there's a moment of silence. Then you hear from behind us. Is it over? Is it over? <laughs> and then it we all like, like, like perfect. we all bent over this, the, the seats in front of us just <laughs> laughing. It was absolutely perfect because you're right. Like it was the first time where it was just like complete to black for one second, maybe. Yeah, one second, yeah. And you're right. It was, you could have heard a pin drop and it was so perfectly timed. Cora's just like, <laughs> is it over? Is it over? Well, and, M- MVP of the night. Yes, for sure. Like from that point, we were just best friends with her and her dad, yeah. Tyler, um, Shout out to you as well. You guys are great, as well as Chris, because I hope you all are listening. Yeah, right yeah, 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 yeah. We yeah. love all, you they're, all. They're, they're the all WWE Raw from um, Monday, um, November 13th. All uh, for, Raw. First team, first yeah, team, all, all American. All Raw. All Raw. Um, but yeah, it, it was just so perfect. And then she was obviously just having a ball the rest of the night. And she got her fiend mask as well. <laughs> oh, yeah. That? Like, no, that there was... was a part where I remember like turning around and she was just wearing it. Like... It was real creepy, but very <laughs> funny. Too. Yeah. yeah, she had a little fiend mask. And uh, yeah, all of a sudden she just showed up with it. We're like, oh, shit. <laughs> uh, but yeah, definitely wanted to give Cora some props and meant to bring it up at that point but right. just forgot but yeah is it over and that's why over? we had our cold open yes and i guess the title of this is yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. is yeah. it over and which yeah. was funny is we're probably 25 minutes into the show so it's like girl it's we got two and a half hours oh left. and we and we encouraged her we were like we turned oh, around we were, we were like keep going and yeah. like she took it to heart she like <laughs> yeah. started cheers and it was you know 
Yeah, it like, was like awesome. not through the whole match. I think she kind of got cashed there. You well, know, she, she outlasted both Chris and Sanford. Oh, she did. Yeah, <laughs> they she... both left early. Yeah, uh, yeah, she stayed. They stayed the whole time, so she was a trooper for sure. But uh, yeah. yeah, hats off to you, Cora, Tyler, and Chris. You all definitely uh, yeah. helped make this experience even better. Yeah, unique, us, so. exciting, and like, yeah. and it's always nice to meet new people. And absolutely, uh, yeah, it's wonderful. And thanks for listening. If you are. Um, yeah. But yeah, Matt Riddle versus Chad Gable. Shoosh. Um, she was doing the shoosh, I remember. That's kind of what yeah. made me think about it here. Right. Um, and we had Matt Riddle with his bongos back. Well, you don't want to play my, hit my bongos, bro. Um, I know our friend Matt Ridder absolutely fucking hates that, but I'm i am always been a Matt Riddle guy. And yeah, maybe yeah, yeah. not yeah, not a Matt Ritter guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I'm kidding. We love oh, it. Yeah, um but yeah this was like a 10 minute fun you know exciting match and uh you know some good 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 action here both both very solid fundamental amateur wrestling background for sure um and gable got the cheap win with uh otis like holding the feet of him as he pinned riddle um so i thought that was a fun little end yeah yeah well. yeah yeah a bit surprising singles you know because riddle's been like featured you know pretty heavily in pay-per-views yeah i mean extreme rules right you know like that, that beat, was him in the main he yeah. seth but yeah. then seth ended up getting the win back but yeah that's uh another thing someone had said is like yeah he's hasn't really capitalized on that momentum but he's been kind of doing this thing with elias who wasn't on the show this week and otis beat elias last week so they're clearly gonna have some tag action there it, but is, uh, is school over He's with, with Orton's, bro. He, Orton's just been hurt for a while. Really? I can't remember okay. what it was, but it was a pretty serious injury. So right. um then we have the the poker game backstage. Oh, that, oh yeah, the, 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 the recurring <laughs> which uh, was pretty uh, funny segment. with yeah. Baron Corbin, JBL, and some other clown initially. And then JBL turned... They were also smoking cigars in the M Center, which and, like uh, yeah, and just getting drunk. Yeah, they yeah. offered him some Kentucky bourbon, and he said, no, I've got Ugandan bourbon, which I forgot he said until I looked it up. Because his whole thing, Reese JBL's, just he's been shitting on whatever town they're in. Right. Um, and then stuff. good old Akira Tozawa, who I didn't even know was still employed by WWE, but I've always been a fan of that guy. Uh, he plops his ass down, and he's like, I've never played before, and JBL's like, oh, your money's good here. And, uh, yeah, more to come on that. Yes. And then we got Sweater Miz. <laughs> this was really geeking oh, me Oh, out oh no, yeah, he, he came out, like, like very sort of a – he had his glasses, too. Like, like he's a man of the people. He's, like, yep. shaking hands. Like, he's, like – like he's like some like guy who is going to like a family Christmas who like recently cheated on his wife who's like trying to like seem like oh yeah like, everything's cool yeah you know like I'm not a bad person like we forgave each other yes we yeah. went to couples counseling everyone knows you know like you know like just try and like yeah we got kids so we're, you yeah. know we're not gonna talk about it here but still everyone knows yeah like like that was the vibe yeah I think that you that's spot on um but yeah and he was very you know, like apologetic and nice in this and, you know, talking about how he's a, a devoted father and husband and all this shit. Yeah. And, uh, you know, he 
something about why he was paying Dexter. I don't know. It was fun. Like it was a different mode that I'd see. I'd never seen him in that mode. And it, that yeah. was that was a lot of fun. Definitely rare for him. But uh then Johnny Gargano showed up. Oh, because I guess Miz had said he was depressed about everything. And then Johnny's like, well, your wife was posting Instagram photos in Cabo. And I guess Miz said he was holed up in the hotel room depressed. Um, <laughs> one funny part where uh, Gargano said something about his sweater and he's like, it's a cardigan. It, then, it was it was a cardigan. I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll die on that hill with him. There, it absolutely was. There was some Mr. Rogers mentions and chants. Um, Which I, I will also die on that hill. I was a big Mr. Rogers person growing up. Oh, yeah. Mr. Rogers was tight. I'll, I'll die on both hills I, at the same time. I would as well. Mm-hmm. Um, basically, all this kind of gets to, and I know you hadn't been following this. It's been a long point to get here with this whole Ms. Dexter Loomis thing up and down, but at least it's finally happening. We've got a match in two weeks, Ms. versus Dexter Loomis. And if Dexter wins, Ms. has to pay him everything he's owed. And he finally gets that WWE contract. And then um, we see that he is revealed as one of the cameramen which is always a fun little spot. And uh, then I think the Miz ran away. Dexter like barely got his hands on him and the Miz ran away. The Miz was slippery. Yeah. But yeah, overall pretty, pretty. Oh fun. yeah. 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 I, I, I thought it, like, when the, I don't know. I, I enjoyed the Miz. Like I don't enjoy him as much as MJF. Like, you know, I feel like when MJF came out he was like the Miz light. And now that MJF is what he is, I feel like the Miz is MJF light. Yeah. I would agree. I mean, no one's on MJF's level right now. You hear me? Yeah. <laughs> um let's see there was a little promo setting up the shelton benjamin dominic match which is next and um i didn't catch this but apparently there was a small ovw chant during this. there was yeah yeah i saw matt jones said something yeah uh because i guess shelton way back in the day trained at ovw when it was like wwe's feeder system um, another short match here, you know, Shelton, obviously back end of his career, older Dominic young up and coming, you know, we knew what was going to happen here. Nothing to write home about. It was fine. Nothing special. Um, Dominic hit the frog splash for the win, but yeah, nothing too memorable here. Yeah, no, not particularly. I mean, like Dominic was just, uh, I don't know, like, what sort of a I feel like I made a comment there about like just the type of do, heel Dominic was and um it's escaping me now unfortunately oh like a, a twerp yeah or a punk. oh yeah a punk a punk I'm like oh yeah he's like a perfect little punk yeah you know? like he kind of has like the you know the attitude and he'll like get in your face and stuff you know and it's not like he's like dress nice like a heel you know yeah. like, like like you're sort of like MJF who's like I'm like better you know Dominic kind of gets down in the muck with people yep. But like, still, he can't back it up. Nope. But he, from what I've seen, he's at least been better in this role than just the baby face son oh, yeah. of Rey Mysterio. Oh yeah, yeah. No, I think he's far better in this role. And I'm guessing they'll have a match at some point, even though Ray has insisted that they will not. So that should be interesting. You know, and if he doesn't want to have, like, I don't, I would totally get not wanting to have it. I well, like I think in be... character, I mean, in character more so than anything. But I, yeah. I bet they'll have it at some point. But note also that Rhea Ripley and uh, Damian Priest both got involved to distract Shelton and get the dub. Dub. 
Um, okay, and then we had the Austin Theory interview backstage with Kathy Kelly that I missed, I think, the first part of this. I think I was walking back from getting a beer or whatever, but I rewatched it, and uh, yeah, this was great. So obviously he had not, or he had failed his cash-in of the money in the bank contract the week prior on Seth Rollins because Big Bob attacked him, and Theory is right. If Big Bob wasn't there, he would have won the United States Championship. Um, But I think he was only the fourth or fifth man to not win a title on a cash-in but you know he gave good reasons about it um you know saying when he tried to cash in on reigns like tyson fury was there um the some box the boxer at clash in the castle um you know he mentioned that if lashley wasn't there he would have won but uh definitely a more focused promo here yeah um i thought this was a great way to set up the I mean, he really dominated like the last hour of this show. He did. Um, but a great way to him for him to get some momentum back after that cash in loss. Cause it's in a tough spot. Cause you have Roman Reigns as the double champ right now. There's only one, you know, world champ. You're not going to have him lose that 800 day reign on a cash in. And, yeah. you know, Seth is so big and popular and had been without a title for so long. I think this makes sense and it's going to give theory that new aggressiveness that we absolutely saw out of him the rest of the night. Yeah, no, I completely agree. Yeah. I like, I definitely think, uh, you know, like, I don't know. I like theory too, you know, he's just kind of just, uh, more of your like sort of shit eating grinning heel. Yeah. You know? When he um, was kind of under Vince McMahon. Yeah. As yeah. A character. So yeah. Yeah. And I still think that lingers too. You know, I still yeah, think that's, like that's something you can exploit when that's kind of been what they've said is like, he's not been the same since Vince, you know, since Vince left. So, um, but yeah, so then Dolph Ziggler comes in who, as he mentioned, he said that was the worst cash in ever. And he knows because he had the best. So Dolph did was after WrestleMania, the raw after WrestleMania one year had, it's going to suck worse than raw has after (laughs) WrestleMania. (laughs) Um, had probably one of, if not the best cash in and theory said he's sick of being called a kid. And, uh, Ziggler said, sure thing kid at the very end. But, uh, yeah, I thought this was really good. And Mm -hmm. obviously we will highlight this more later. Mm -hmm. Um, then we had the EO sky Dana Brooke match again, very quick, not much substance here. I was happy to see, I'm still gonna call her Eo Shirai. Love I asked you. I asked you that. Like I was, yeah. like, Eo Shirai? you know, like literally during the show. Yep, yep. Happy to see her. She's awesome. She did that sweet moon salt, so that was cool. And then after the match, that's when Mia Yim showed up, and then she was backed by Bianca Belair, Asuka, and Alexa Bliss. So those four are on the same team. There's still one woman yet to be added. Um, speculation seem that it's going to be Candice LeRae, perhaps Edge's wife, Beth Phoenix, for what Rhea Ripley did to her, but they'll probably save that. But, um, yeah, good stuff here. Good to mm-hmm. see, uh, Bianca out there. And, uh, yeah, yeah, cool. Yeah, no good. Yeah, good to see. I don't know. Bianca's like definitely a presence, like coming oh, out yeah. there, twirling the, twirling the, um, hair thing. Oh, yeah. No, especially like in terms of all the women that I've watched on WWE, like I've seen her successes the most. And she's just awesome. Yeah, yeah. So, so it, you know, as someone who, at least in my mind, is like at the pinnacle of, of yeah. that division, you know, like she seemed to, you know, it was exciting to see her. 
Absolutely. And then we got the second clip back uh, with the card game showing that Tazawa won all the money, which was fun. And uh, JBL and Corbin were not too happy about it. And uh, nope. Tazawa challenged Corbin to a match later on. <clears throat> and then we go to Dolph Ziggler versus Austin Theory. Definitely the match of the night to this point. I think this and the main event are pretty equal yeah. in my eyes. Uh, but Theory, like I said, came out determined. Uh, he had even more. I, so I rewatched these both of these matches. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, definitely came out with more of a serious look on his face because he's usually like he's doing the selfie thing and whatever. Yeah. So there's none of that. Um, and Dolph, you know, he's not really on TV a ton lately, but damn, he could still work. So I think yes. this was a great pairing here. Um, and again, it was just aggressive urgency theory this whole time. There were some great near falls down the stretch. Um, and I loved absolutely loved the ending where you know he had him beat with the uh-huh. a town down and he's like you know what fuck this and then he does it again ziggler rolls out of the ring and he's just unloading on him outside and he gets dq'd and does it uh he also said who's the kid yeah threw him into the table a few times and uh threw a chair at him remember he like chucked one of the announcer oh, yeah, chairs yeah yeah, at yeah, him. yeah it floated for a bit yeah <laughs> That's yeah. another thing about WWE too. All those announcer table spots, like they come fast and quick. Oh yeah, you know, and, and AEW don't touch them. Yeah, you know, with a ten foot pole, very rare. Yeah. yeah, but no, this was very good. Um, just a quality ass wrestling match, and I just loved the again the direction that Theory's character is going in. And again, more to come on that. But what'd you think of the match? Oh, yeah. No, I thought it was definitely like kind of like a good injection of ex- excitement, you know, after kind of just a little bit more like middling stuff. Yeah. I don't know. Like, I don't know. Whenever I think of theory, I think about what was it, him and Vince and Stone Cold and McAfee. and that. Oh, whole, yeah. Yeah. That big sprawl of stuff. And like, yeah. I don't know, <laughs> like in terms of entertainment, you know, that guy, that guy's got it nailed. So, oh, he's uh, legit. So, and again, yeah. this was just a big night for him, too. Yeah. No, I, no, I like Austin Theory. Absolutely. Yeah. And then that brought all the suits out as well, uh, which was fun because obviously you don't see that on TV. But from where we were sitting, you just see this whole line of suits and refs just like sprinting out the break. Wouldn't this be up. cool if Jack Tenney was like sitting in a chair <laughs> by the ring like he did. <laughs> like he's watching the match. <laughs> oh, Jack honey but yeah good shit there um then we had ripley raya ripley walk up the damage control and basically said if mia yim is on their team i'm on your team let's go to war so that team is complete um and i love it um i think this war games match is going to be awesome they haven't really announced the men's side yet um but it seems like it's going to be the bloodline against the brawling brutes drew mcintyre and kevin owens if he's healthy enough hopefully he is but uh yeah those should both be quite good yes you're wearing your kevin owens shirt yes i was wearing my uh the kevin owens show shirt unfortunately he got hurt at a house show over the weekend and he hadn't been on tv in a bit anyway yeah, no, i haven't heard much about him at all he was killing it when the so when Triple H took over, he was featured a lot, you know, killing it on the mic and in the ring. I think because Triple H is on record said that the popularity of Sami Zayn and what he's doing with the bloodline has changed their plans. Because I think ultimately the plan 
was or maybe still is Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens get get together and defeat the Usos for the tag titles and break yeah. that reign. But that's probably not going to happen anytime soon. And so I think he was just off TV for a bit and then got hurt. But uh, it's a shame because he's still probably my favorite guy in WWE, I would say. Yeah. No, yeah, that was, yeah, he's like, you know, I, I guess I'm like outside of our WWE experience. Um, do we watch him during WrestleMania? Was well, he yeah, WrestleMania? Yeah, he fought Stone it? Cold. Remember? Stone Cold. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that was him. Okay. So yeah. I forget who that, like, who the combatant was. Mm hmm. Yeah, so he's the fucking man. Yes. Um, then we got the Baron Corbin Akira Tozawa match, and I loved they showed Corbin and JBL walking backstage before, and they looked they looked like they were just like drunk. Do you remember yeah. <laughs> just like headless. Oh, 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 just that whole like yeah, a little wobbly, a little bit. Yeah, yeah. That 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 half strut, half sway. Yes, sir. Mm -hmm. uh, another quick match. So yeah, this show, you know, there were probably four squashes and you know three matches that got some time. The yeah. Riddle match, and then Theory, and then the main event. But that's you know that's a three hour show for you. But uh, it's cool to see Tazawa. Like I said, I like that guy. He you know did did a head scissors, did a suicide dive, and um, Corbin's end of days. I remember he the his finisher. He like caught him. In, mm -hmm. and just fucking slammed him hard. It was just a really well done. Um, Corbin, you know, guy's got some cool moves. Um, I think he and JBL pairing has been fine. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's all I got. You got anything here? Corbin's a smooth operator. Oh, okay. Why do you say that? Operator. No, he just seems like a pretty like cool, <laughs> like you know, suave, you know, smooth individual. Okay. Okay. Um, okay, then they had, um, I don't even really, Bianca and team interviewed by Kathy Kelly, blah, 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 Gable and Otis, what are they doing here? I don't even know, just walking around. Dancing. <laughs> yeah, whatever, let's just get to the main event, um, which I was obviously quite excited about oh yeah this yeah, one. yeah yeah this was the big centerpiece yeah i would say this was i would say this was probably the match of the night i, I agree went, i went four stars on both this and theory ziggler uh but yeah seth freaking rollins and finn balor they actually wrestled in the very first universal championship match at SummerSlam 2016 well which balor won but hurt his shoulder and had to give up and he's never gotten back to that level again unfortunately but you knew this was going to be a great one with two just excellent workers like this. And I think they got about 21 minutes and, you know, they obviously started a little slow, you know, working some body parts, some mat wrestling. But yeah, I think, you know, once this got to like the second half, they were cooking and this was just great stuff here. Yeah. Yeah. This was just like, you know, very much like peak excitement here. And, you know, like both of these guys again, like, um, I don't know, like they both have, um, like I, I talk a lot about like, you know, springy people and talk a lot about big people, but this is like such a great happy medium here. Yeah. You know, between the two. And uh, I don't know, like, I feel like this is sort of just to me, the best of like what WWE has to, has to offer, you know, just something that is just very both technical, um, but also very like exciting and fast. Yep. Um, yeah. And no, they I thought, can both I, I, fly a little bit, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I thought like it was just entertaining all around. I was gripped. And then we had the chaos at the end with um, Judgment Day coming out first. Uh -huh. 
and Rollins kind of hitting Dominic. Balor got the roll up for two. Priest distracts him. Balor gets something again. And then the OC comes out, uh, but it's not AJ Styles. It's just Carl, the Good Brothers and Mia Yim. And they're kind of scuffling. And then uh, out of nowhere comes AJ Styles. I mean, you had to think he was going to appear, especially since they had just announced that match. I think it was Balor like up on the top rope. And then AJ like came out of the crowd and just like shoved him off. Yeah, pushed him off. Yeah. Yeah. And then I think. Very shortly thereafter, Rollins hit the the stomp for the win. And yeah, I'd say definitely the loudest cheers of the night, you know, the most energy for that match. And, right. you know, I think they did a good job of structuring the show, at least, you know. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, there was like, you know, um, just kind of you know, there would be a few squashes and then there would be, you know, like it was, you know, kind of a squash or two, a promo and then a big yeah. match. You know, like it definitely, I uh, did not, I was not bored for like one second. Yeah, yeah. That's you know, someone who doesn't know would... WWE as much, yeah. you know, yeah. And I think the spectacle of it all certainly helps as well. You know, just the brightness, the loudness, the pyro, you know, yeah. certainly helps. But, um, and then, so then after that, we had Austin Theory come on out from behind and give him the, the old Pearl Harbor job, <laughs> as I brought up with uh, Kevin Rogue. Um, but yeah, he uh, hits his A town down. He's throwing him into the table. Uh, funny uh, that no refs and suits came out this time. It was yeah. just the one ref, and um, yeah, that he didn't have a chance. And nope. Theory hit him with the U.S. title and basically raised the belt over him, and that was the show. But uh, yeah, great last oh, yeah. hour 20 minutes for austin theory for sure oh yeah big time he was all over the show and i mean like just great show in general like for wwe and like for having sure. watched three hours of raw and been miserable while watching it like this was just <laughs> night and day you know yep. like, like, like this was engaging throughout not just that but the way like the crowd participated um you know yeah and like i don't know i really enjoyed this experience it was definitely a lot more of a spectacle than AEW. AEW again as i said was a lot more intimate but yep. yeah uh, you know i think this was you know a really good time and it seemed to advance a lot of storylines you know yeah. storylines you know me being not as familiar with them as AEW, but like you know i could tell and survivor series is next weekend so i think it's oh, it next is. saturday yeah oh sick another saturday paper yeah which i know i'm working but i don't know what time i get off but anyway yeah that should be very very good um any final thoughts to wrap up the uh the monday night raw show hit it johnny This holiday season, we'll be giving thanks to our friends over at Manscaped. Everyone loves turkey and stuffing, but you'll be looking like a dessert with the help of Manscaped's Performance Package 4.0. Like like if a banana were a dessert. You, know. you got that right. And you know the leaders in Below the Waist Grooming have blessed you with the ultimate Thanksgiving dinner topic. You can tell your in-laws about the new cutting-edge ball trimmer, and, or gift yourself or the man in your life the ultimate men's hygiene bundle. Wow. You can trim your pumpkins by going to manscaped.com and use the promo code BBB for free shipping and 20% off. Tell them more. I uh, think your holiday spread is good. It's time to give thanks to Manscaped Performance Package 4.0, or as I like to call it, the perfect package for your package. Mm-hmm. Redundant. Inside, you'll find their Lawnmower 4.0 trimmer, Weed Whacker Ear and Nose Hair Trimmer, Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant, Crop Provider Toner, 
performance boxer briefs and a travel bag to hold your goodies. Think the of it shed. as a yeah, the shed. Yes, correct. <laughs> Think of it as a cornucopia for your balls. Oh, uh, their lawnmower 4.0 trimmer features a cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to their advantage skin safe technology. It gives you the ability to turn the 4000K LED spotlight on and off when needed for a more precise stage. Plus, plus, it's waterproof. Mm. The Performance Package 4.0 also includes the Weed Whacker to chop up your worst weeds up top in your nose and your ear. This nose and ear hair trimmer uses a 9,000 RPM motor-powered 360-degree rotary dual-blade system. That was a mouthful to provide proprietary skin-safe technology, which helps prevent nicks, snags, and tugs in those delicate holes. I hate when my holes get tugged. Yeah, 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 especially when they're delicate. Yep. Um, Can't forget the manscapes liquid formulation no you now. can't oh the which is what i use the most of to be honest the crop reserve ball deodorant and the crop provider toner spray are like the pumpkin pie and ice cream after thanksgiving dinner can't live without it mm-hmm. your balls will be living in turkey heaven with these formulations as if this wasn't enough it's time to do the dishes with manscaped shower products i feel like that should be part of the main course but whatever difference in opinion Lather some of Manscaped's refined body wash on their brand new signature body buffer and give yourself the lather and rinse your body deserves. Loose the loofah and exfoliate your mates. Mm-hmm. And then no hygiene routine is complete without Manscaped's signature deodorant as well. A couple swipes of this and you'll be feeling oh so crisp. Gifting mm-hmm. Manscaped is the ultimate hack to being the family favorite. Call us to action. Mm, I like hacks. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code BBB at manscaped.com. That's 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com. Use the code BBB. You know what you should also be is thankful for this, thankful this holiday season for the best gift of all from Manscaped. And you know what? Your balls will most definitely thank you. They better damn well thank me. Yes, they will. Well, before we get into AEW, uh, mostly predicting full gear, I did want to mention, because I forgot that I am wearing right now my my new Louisville 316 shirt, courtesy of our boy Chris. Chris uh, Close. From Minneapolis. We didn't get a last name or any information. I'm like, do you have an Instagram or anything? He's like, no, I'm a nobody. Not to us. Well, I remember we walked by that um, shirt vendor. Like, I remember we, we walk up, you walk into the Yum Center. Yeah. Like, like there's like the Louisville Hall of Fame. And then you go up the escalators and there's that big area where the main merch was. And, and it we was pointed out we're like the line. before yeah. the show. Yeah. yeah. So we like go around the corridors and then we get to our, you know, the area around our section. Then we saw the Louisville 316 one and that place was empty. Yeah. Well, and they showed it on the Jumbotron, like at one point and... It's got like the stone cold skull on the back too with its red nope. and it's red and black and white U of L colors. Um, but yeah, I'm like, oh, that's tight. And Chris is like, yeah, that is cool. You want one? I'm like, yeah, sure. <laughs> He's like, I'm going to go to the bathroom. I'll buy you one right now. I'm like, all there right, thanks, dude. Um, but yeah, very, very kind, nice gesture. Chris, I'm wearing it right now. It's lovely. Maybe I'll wear it, even though I'm wearing it now. I've only been wearing it for an hour maybe i'll wear it tomorrow to the impact show perhaps you know, i think <laughs> <laughs> in general i don't know what i'm gonna wear i wore an anime tee last time i wore my first anime tee to, i don't uh, 
think I have any impact because like the impact show in Newport up here, Ishii was there. So I wore my stone pit bull shirt, which was Mm -hmm. nice. But yeah, I don't think I have any impact merch, even though they've been fucking awesome this year. But I've got enough. I've got enough wrestling tees. What if I wear my UCF jersey? Yes, yeah. yeah. I mean, I may. I've got a litany of clothes I could wear. So, and it's yeah. gonna be cold. So it's gonna it is need gonna to be, be cold. Yeah. yeah, it's it's gonna need to be ready for the the elements. Yeah, so. I may wear a little long sleever underneath. Who knows? Yeah, yeah. I've got a little flannel that I can. Although do, I've but... got that that <laughs> people care so much. I I wore that New Japan little zip up hoodie as well. Yeah, like, though that be oh, oh that be a good one. And we're also gonna see. We'll probably run into those people. The definitely fl- slow count. Is that what he says? <laughs> definitely <Slow> yes. <laughs> because <laughs> i they were at the show up here as well yeah. so and we got ga tomorrow so we don't have seats uh so we'll have balcony and we can just stand wherever oh, down and that, there and that balcony sick too i know i'm ex- down, actually yeah. like excited to yeah. like watch some of it from up there yeah. too and yeah. like we'll be starting all the cheers again it'll just be you and i so uh hell yeah let's let's fuck but <laughs> <laughs> uh okay so just briefly wanted to talk about dynamite i don't even want to go through the whole show because it was a meh go home episode it was fine nothing wrong with it but you know nothing too too exciting but i guess the most noteworthy exciting thing to come out of this is that the elite are coming back i think everyone kind of thought this was going to happen we have the elite versus the death triangle at full gear which is a potential show stealer match of the night. Oh my gosh, I am so excited oh, about yeah. this. Um, and, and, and that reveal too was sort of like, I'm glad they saved the pop for full yeah, gear because they just like pu- pulled up the graphic and then the elite like. I agree. They had that like yeah. ticking clock and then yeah. I agreed for, I was like a little bit like, oh man, why didn't we get to see him tonight? But I agree totally. The right pop will be better Saturday yeah. to make it uh, at the pay per view. But man, I think, you know, let's think back to Young Bucks versus Lucha Bros last year. Kenny and Pac had that outstanding Iron Man match that you didn't see at the beginning of 2020. Mm-hmm. I just think you put the six of these guys together, it's going to be fucking magic. Yeah. Uh, we'll get to our picks here in a bit, but yeah, that is going to be very exciting. Yes. Um, opening tag match with all four members of um, the ROH title match, Blackpool Combat Club versus Jazz, I thought was very fun and entertaining. They got yes. probably like 18 minutes. Yeah, no, it was a long first match. I mean, yeah. this was not a very match-heavy card at all. I mean, no. like, hell, hell, it was this, and then it was, well, there was another match in, in the first half, and then it was all promos up until Death Triangle. And that's typically that's match, typically yeah. what how a go home show you know it's definitely yeah. more promo heavy than match heavy but yeah. um we had Bowens and Swerve yes which was yeah solid. yeah yeah solid yeah uh, speaking of which I saw they released a new T shirt today yeah. <laughs> it's it's a Billy Gunn shirt and it's basically like imagine seeing a like a Staples store on a yeah, shirt and it says yeah. Daddy Ass Office Supplies yeah, so and it's so like sick. black and pink and green like that's so sick I, I yeah. might have to get that one too. I might get that one yeah. uh, well I wanted to get I told you I wanted to get the one that just says oh scissor me daddy but I can't find it anywhere it's not on uh, pro yeah. wrestling tees but yeah yeah I might have to, and I already got <laughs> the shingo is my daddy which i wore last mm-hmm. weekend when we watched mm-hmm. crowd jewel so maybe i'll have to get some daddy ass office supplies yes for um, sure um 
But um, anywho, yeah. yeah, opening match was good. I think match of the night was definitely um, the trio's title. Death for, Triangle. Oh, for damn sure. Okay. Yeah, so what do you think of AR Fox, by the oh, way? Oh, yeah. Like he, like, he really, like... He was I could, awesome last Yeah, he, night. he could be top flight member three. And, man, it was so good to see them back together. Yeah. I mean, this is my first time seeing them back together in, like, a year and a half. Well, the, and, remember, uh, Darius was out, and then he came back very briefly, and then and, he shattered his leg in a car accident. accident. Yeah, so, like, so he, he, he's barely a, been around in, like, two yeah, years. Yeah, what a tough road for him, man. Yeah, like, I'm like, so, like, 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 really good to see him back in the ring. But, like, that, um, I don't know, like, like um, AR Fox? Yeah, so, AR, Fo- AR Fox seems yeah. to like really kind of slide in with those guys, and oh, you know Dante Martin was fun like in singles, but like this is where it needs to be, and this is where the growth is going to occur because like in singles, it's like oh yeah, like you you put them up against a whomever like an Eddie Kingston, they're going to have a good match. Eddie Kingston's going to win, you know, like things like that. You know, like he needs to be in this. This is sort of where the the um escalation or the uh increase is for him and i feel like we never truly got to see like what top flight can do as a tag team you know yeah 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 barely and i mean that was back during i mean to talk about bbb anniversaries like whenever we first were like oh yeah aew has like great tag matches to open you know (laughs) like hot which like they haven't really been doing much of that lately you know i I mean mean, i guess this year some but Yeah. yeah i mean Speaking of anniversaries and how we thought about someone a year ago, what about the turn of the acclaimed? Yeah, you know, the, like we were, were so, they were I, one of the few we were like outwardly hating on like, for yeah. a while, more so Caster. But man, they have just turned it all around and oh. just what an amazing thing. Oh, yeah. And the fact that that music video wasn't cringy, a big <laughs> cringy thing, like, like, it's a huge well, we had Captain Insano. Oh, yeah. Captain Insano and like Swerve and Keith Lee both acted their ass off in that. Yeah. Like, they were both great because Keith Lee was like, they called him Cleveland Jr. You know, he had the shirt that didn't fit him. And then Swerve had the Zorro man. Well, you like, do realize that wasn't them, right? <laughs> it wasn't. <laughs> they had me convinced. The swerve kind of looked like him, but the Keith Lee did not. I, I, I wanted to believe it. I believed it. I was like, oh, my God, these guys are, like, really oh, acting their ass really off. That's really good. They're really, like, throwing their characters under the bus. Like, I was I was damn impressed by those guys. It's okay. It's good. Especially, uh, Keith Lee. I know Keith Lee is a big man, but this the fake. I mean, and you haven't seen a ton of him, but yeah, that's really funny. The Swerve one, yeah, it's hard because he had the glasses on and the no. same hair. Well, see, I thought like, like, like when I was watching that, I was mentioning I, I were them. I'm like, oh yeah, you get to make fun of yourselves, yeah. which like you don't really get to do in wrestling a lot. Like you got to always be like, I'm like fucking on top of the world. I'm like doing great. I'm badass. You don't yeah. really get to like, you know like be self-deprecate yeah 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 and and i was like oh man look at them being self-deprecating we need a self-deprecating character we do yeah yeah i mean i guess orange cassidy would be the closest thing but still he takes himself seriously yeah he's a nihilist he's a nihilist nihilist. (laughs) like uli conko he is (laughs) from the beaver films Mm -hmm. yeah and uh yeah they were awesome i loved it Absolutely. Um, Ethan Page and Bandito was fine. Um, yeah. You know, nothing special. I'm very, very happy Ethan Page is in the final. Yeah. He was my pick to win it from the get-go. Let's just address this now because it came out today. The finals of the Eliminator Tournament not happening at full gear. It's going to be on Dynamite because I apparently Ricky Starks did have a legit injury when – 
Archer attacked him last week. That postponed the match in kayfabe. But today on like the media call, Tony Khan said he did have an injury and they had to reshuffle the plans. But he's still wrestling. Um, K- or no, it's Cage. Wait, sorry, I'm getting all fucked up here. No, no, no Ar- Archer and Starks. Archer play. and Starks on Rampage, and then yeah. the winner faces Cage in the pre-show, right? Of Full Gear, and then the winner of that will face Ethan Page on Dynamite, right? So clearly, Starks is healthy enough to perform. It's like, why didn't they just have that match last night, and then they could do Starks? I think I assume Starks is going to win. You do Starks Cage on Rampage, and well, then we- you have it. We need the Jay Cargill Nyla Rose promo. I did. <laughs> and the match, the yeah, match yeah. itself. It's like, why is this on the main card? Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. We'll get there. Um, I just, I'm, you know what? I just kind of feel bad for Ethan Page because that motherfucker has, you know, not gotten as much opportunity as he should. I don't know if he's had a pay per view match other than at least not a pay per view singles match. For no, sure. not with singles. Maybe like during the Darby feud. Or they had that big one with the inner circle when they were baby faces against old uh, American top team and Lambert, you know, that whole thing. So he was a part of that. But yeah, not a singles match. I assume it's going to be Starks versus him, which is just such a great like young guys that haven't been featured as much as they should. And now they get taken off the pay-per-view. But whatever um real quickly what'd you think of the final segment with uh mox and mjf there well i thought it was pretty tight like you know i think like i thought it was i don't know i guess it like like you had said earlier when we talked about this it makes sense that it's at the end and it was sort of like like there wasn't anything any sort of new story development or anything you know other than like sort of where I thought the characters were going, where MJF is going to at least try to make it seem like I'm taking him on without any help, without the yes. dynamite diamond ring. You know, we'll see if without that actually... The, without the firm, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll see if that actually materializes yep. uh, on Saturday. But uh, but yeah, you know, I I thought it was pretty good. You know, Mox also couldn't... Nobody could get right. They all kept saying Sunday. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't just Mox. It wasn't just Mox. It was a lot of other people who were like, oh, on Sunday. That was really and funny. I, I looked it up. I was like, am I crazy? I was like... That was really funny because he's just like, what day is it on set? And MJF just like, mouths, it's Saturday. So that was like a rare moment of like breaking kayfabe right there that I yeah. thought was just very funny. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, I thought that was very genuine. I like that absolutely um yeah i thought it was really good um and obviously we did have the firm attack moxley Mm -hmm. so i think the the prevailing theories here let me just ask you this do do you think mjf is gonna win it on his own like clean as a whistle no help no no I don't think so either. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I think it'll either be the firm, but what I want it to be, and what's getting a lot of traction out there is Regal turns yeah. on Mox. Yeah, that could and be. And that yeah. brings full circle that promo we saw in Cincinnati. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah the Regal like starts supporting MJF. Yeah. Obviously, that the Blackpool Combat Club is an awesome collection of guys, but they're not really unified in any way, and they haven't really been, you know. So, like, that could kind of further... I don't know what would happen to the Blackpool Combat Club if Regal, you know, turns his back on them. But, you know, I think that group 
hasn't you know they're not as much of a unit as no. a jericho appreciation no no no, no there's not here. like a thesis statement or a yeah. forward thrust you know to just them. like hey we're all regal guys yeah and like i think tim king even mentioned like all five of them i don't know if they've ever been on screen together once like no, due yeah. to various injuries and people being off and what yeah other than blood and guts i mean that was the last time i really remember well, and even danielson wasn't there yeah so you know, that's when they brought Claudio in. So, yep. like, I don't think they've ever been all together. But we'll get into the predictions in a bit. I just kind of wanted to take your temperature there. But because he obviously attacked the firm again here, you know, it all could be a setup. Um, but, um, yeah, this was a uh, pretty good stuff. I don't even remember, you know, all that was said. But, yeah, MJF was about to finish and then Mox cut him off before he said, and you know it and took the mic again. Um, and then, you know, Regal was kind of just standing there. Um, hey, he did know. his trademark sneer. Yeah. Yes, yeah. exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's uh, going to be quite the event. So let's just uh, let's shift gears <laughs> for lack of a better term. And let's predict this son of a bitch. Uh, let's not even worry about the eliminator thing. It's going to be Starks versus. Yeah. Uh, I think it will be cool to see Starks versus Cage again, considering yeah. they've got that history. Oh yeah, they do. You forget about that. Um, poor Lance Archer. I'm happy to see him, but uh, yeah, he's he's going down here. Um, okay, so we're gonna we've got the card on YouTube. We're gonna go reverse order here. And we're starting. I love this match because finally Wardlow has some real fucking opponents. And there's the intrigue of Samoa Joe turning on him. So we've got Wardlow versus Samoa Joe versus Powerhouse Hobbs. A triple threat match for the AEW TNT Championship. Who you got? Probably Wardlow. I was I really wanted to say Powerhouse Hobbs. So I think it would be a little boring with this one so I can get spicy with the other ones. Ooh, yeah, I I would say Samoa Joe definitely has the least chance to win. I, and it's interesting that it well, is yeah, he's three- already, he's, he already has a title too. Yeah. I don't think you want a double title. Him but the right fact now. that it's a three-way, you know, we could see Wardlow lose and not take a pin. Um, and, you know, Powerhouse Hobbs has been gunning for that belt. It would be a way <clears throat> to get around a Wardlow loss. But, like, I'm with you. I think Wardlow's going to win. I think he needs to legitimize this belt as yes. we've talked about all 2022 the belt i'm not going to say meaningless but it's not like it used to be when cody brody lee darby miro had it and wardlow can he just hasn't been booked properly so i love this because i've been saying all along feed wardlow the giants there's enough of them on the roster now so we've got three big beefy men slapping meat here Oh, yeah, I'm going to go with Wardlow as well. Yes. Okay, and then <laughs> I just was gushing over this. Death Triangle, Pack, Penta, El Ceramito, and Ray Phoenix with Alex Aberhantes, your boy, versus the Elite, Kenny Omega, and the Young Bucks, hopefully with Dan Callis and probably mm-hmm. Michael Nakazawa. Who do you got? I think the Elite could take a loss here because like, they, 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 like they, that's like a group that could take a loss, but it, yeah, let's go to the Elite. I'm going to I'm going to take death triangle. I, you know, obviously the elite were the inaugural champs. They didn't get a chance to defend it. They were stripped after getting suspended. But I agree with like they this is a point where they can take a loss. Mm -hmm. 
you know, in my head, in my head, I think the elite probably win. I'm going with a heart pick here just because I think it would be more interesting if they came in on a loss. Yeah. Like just in general for direction, but obviously Tony Khan had them win the belts the first time for a reason. Um, but fuck it. I'm sticking with death triangle. And like I said, this very well has match of the night potential. And honestly, other than the main event, this is probably what I'm looking forward to the most. Um, but yeah, I'm going with death triangle here in a bit of an upset. Okay. We have Luchasaurus versus now officially going by jungle boy, Jack Perry. Cause he's a man now. Yeah. Um, you know, he's been on and it's a steel cage match. My apologies. So we've got that wrinkle here, which I like. We had Luchasaurus already beat jungle boy, you know, about a month ago on dynamite with some help. We had Christian beat jungle boy at all out with some help from Luchasaurus. Do you think Jack, good old Jack, gets his revenge here? Yeah, I think Jack gets it. I Go think Jack. so, too. I think yeah. this is one of the easier matches on the card to predict. Um, mm-hmm. But I think it should be good. We haven't had too many steel cage matches. And the one we remember is that tag team match last year, which was match of the year, pretty much. Um, you know, yes. this isn't going to get to that level, but... I think there's enough of a story between these two that, you know, I think they'll be able to tell a good story in the cage and make it compelling. And uh, yeah, should be good for sure. No, I agree. Okay. This is another match that, you know, I'm fine with it, but like, did this have to be on the card and you sacrifice the eliminator final, but we got double J Jeff Jarrett and Jay lethal versus sting and Darby Allen. Triple J L. Oh, yeah, I'll take them, you know. Yeah, I think, again, I think that's probably the smart or what I think should happen. Because, again, you get Jeff Jarrett coming in, give him a win. He's a heel. He can still be a dick. But I'm going to pick Darby and Sting. It seems like more often than not, those guys win. We've talked a lot about how Darby, you know, he's not had a ton of momentum this year. Um so I think he could use the W, but uh, yeah, I think this one could definitely go either way, but <clears throat> I'll take the good guys. Okay. Very intriguing here. We've got the return to the ring for over five years for Soraya against Dr. Britt Baker, DMD. What do you think? I think they don't, I don't think they'd bring her back after five years and a bad injury to lose. So I think that one's pretty easy, Soraya. I agree. Um, promos have been pretty good for this. Um, and yeah, Baker's kind of been almost faces during these promos. I remember like during the one last night, she kind of like complimented Soraya on her career. And so if it wasn't yeah. so like, I'm bad, you know, I thought that promo was really good. And mm-hmm. then the one Soraya had in the ring last week was really good, <clears throat> but yeah, it'll be very interesting to see her. I bet there will probably be blood in this match given Britt's past of bleeding. And I think, I think they're going to treat this like a big, Big fight, as it should. Um, But, yeah, I think Soraya gets the W. And in the Beaumont Rand Invitational of the night, we have Jade Cargill versus the holder of the TNT TPS championship, Nyla Rose, holder in quotation marks. I've been fast-forwarding their shit lately. Oh, yeah, yeah, Um, no, me too. It's unwatchable. Um, yeah, there's nothing to say here. Jade, right? 
So we're taking. I'm taking Jade. I'm taking Nick Camarado. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! All right, I love it. Okay, now we've got uh, at least the top four build matches on the mm-hmm. card. We've got Chris Jericho versus Brian Danielson versus Claudio Castagnoli versus Sammy Guevara. Fatal four-way matchup for the Ring of Honor World Championship. A lot of intrigue in this one, too. You can see teammates fighting each other. Um, But, yeah, who do you think? This is a really tough one. Um, I'm going to say Jericho because I took him in the Fantasy League. You know, and like this would be kind of something, but I don't know. I, I feel like it'll probably be Danielson or, or Claudio um, veering towards Claudio because I think they could have bigger plans for Danielson. So is that your pick? Yes, Claudio. I'm going to take Jericho. Um, yeah. I could. I agree. I don't think it's Sammy. I think any of the other three could win it. Um, but I just think with this gimmick that they've been running with Jericho that they could you know, keep that going for a little while. I could see, honestly, I could see Danielson over Claudio personally, just, you know, thinking with ring of honor TV, perhaps coming early next year, I think having Jericho or Danielson as the top champ, but that that could be a little while. So we don't know. Mm -hmm. Um, No date on it. So I'll stick with Jericho here. Um, But yeah, this is a very intriguing, should be a very good match. And just to note, like AEW in general, but especially the first like two years, almost did no like triple threats, fatal four ways. Like there's only been a handful of either of those matches. So to get both on here uh, should be interesting. And I like it because it gets more people involved in the card. Um, I mean, I think the most notable per- people not on this card yet again, FTR. Yeah, obviously. Or- Orange yeah. Cassidy. Yeah, but you know you can't stuff everyone on there, and I'm glad it's not 12, 13 matches like the last show, and it's just ten. So yeah, all right, the stupid interim tag, but I'm gonna call it the AEW Women's World Championship. Fuck the interim. Yeah, Tony Storm versus Jamie Hader. I'm really excited about this one, and th- this is definitely one of the tougher ones to pick for me as well. But who do you got? Jamie Hader. Let's go. Yeah, this is another head versus heart for me. Head is definitely saying Tony, but heart is exploding with Jamie Hader. And you better believe I'm taking Jamie Hader. Um, I've been drinking the Hater Aid for quite a while now, so I can't put it down now. Um, I know they had a match, I think, on a dynamite at some point, and it was solid, but I like how they've, you know, talked about hey, they lived together during the pandemic. They were together in stardom. So they've really hinted on that hit, excuse me, hit on that personal history there. Let them go to work. Give them 17, 18 minutes and let's fucking go. I think this should be really good. And uh, let's go, Jamie, baby. Yes. Okay. AEW World Tag Team Championship, the acclaimed defend against Swerve in our glory. For the it's their third match in the trilogy. SIOG won the first one, acclaimed win the second. Who takes this one? Acclaimed. Yeah, two bigger faces. Yeah, I think this is pretty obvious. And because they've been leaning more into this swerve and Keith Lee not getting along bit, that 
you know, I think we're clearly headed towards those that, two. That was seated in the music video that they were in. I mean, it's been seated for a while. Yeah, so. but it was it was most definitely in the music video that, yeah. that, that they were actually in. That they were really in. Yeah. <laughs> sure. But this should be awesome again. Absolutely. I mean, the second match definitely wasn't nearly as good as the first, but they're on pay-per-view again. So let's fucking go. And then our main event, which we've already talked about a little bit, which... I think is definitely one of the it's the most intriguing match of this year in AEW. Yeah. Most definitely. Biggest match of the year, I would say. Um, most definitely. So John Ian Moxley versus Maxwell Jacob Friedman. And I know we're both gonna pick MJF, but tell me how he does it. The, the diamond ring. Diamond ring. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's too does iconic. Someone, does someone give it to him? Like, because remember Wardlow. Maybe, thought... maybe if you're saying that Michael Adams gives it to him, you know. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I think it'd be shocking if MJF didn't win. But honestly, it would be pretty tight. Like, I think yeah. everyone and their brother is picking MJF to win this match. So, and, like, and I would Mox not. Wind up winning, I would yeah. not mind a swerve. Oh, one bit. oh no, I wouldn't mind either because I think this could, you know, have more, like it could be a revolution thing. You know? Yeah, I mean, MJF's getting the belt at some point. Um, yeah. so yeah, again, I'd say ninety percent MJF wins this match, but you know, I don't think it's a guarantee. And frankly, I would love to see Mox win, but. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm going to pick Regal turning on him as well. And I think giving him the diamond, dynamite diamond, like pulling it out of his pocket, I think would be a very, you know, fitting way to end this. I would love to see MJF win it clean, but I think there's just no way. He's never, you know, the way he's been acting lately is definitely more baby ish but it goes against his whole character, the DNA of his whole character. So, yeah, he's cheating to win one way or the other. I hope it's not the firm because that's just been too yeah, telegraphed. That, that, that would be firmly a bummer. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, you know, w- William Regal turning on Mox would make Yeah, yeah throwing the diamond ring. That, that would be on the – but, like, there's a part of me that thinks, like, the end of this match won't be super on the nose, you know? Yeah. Like, won't be super spot on. Like, I don't know. I feel like they've been building to this for long enough that, like, a tiny bit of subversion, I think, would do it maybe, a lot. Maybe maybe Regal hits Mox with the brass knuckles. Yeah, because that's what he him. talked about during that promo, and that was always his like weapon of choice back yeah. in the day. So, yeah. but yeah, okay. it's gonna be fucking awesome. Um, I think this definitely has show of the year potential because it's been a down year for AEW for sure. Like, I still think Forbidden Door is the best show. Granted, I'm very biased because I was there. But in terms of the pay-per-views, like Revolution was definitely the best. Um, but then, you know, Double or Nothing and All Out were just very average AEW yeah. pay-per-views. Yeah. So, so, so for how great they've been, you know, right, that's, right, right. that's more of just how amazing Well, in comparison been. to like what happened last year where it was on like ESPN, like, you know, there was a big article that was like, oh yeah, here comes Adam Cole and CM Punk. Basically from Daniel Double or Nothing yeah. last year through Revolution this year, like that cycle, that's definitely the best cycle they've done like revolution this year was still amazing exactly um i i probably put full gear or uh forbidden door above it because i was there but revolution was really tight as well but uh yeah this should be a wonderful wonderful night we've got impact first i mean 
Shit, should we just run through some picks for that? Even though uh, I know you haven't really been watching. Um, I have falling, no but... Yeah, yeah, we can pull it up. In <laughs> fact, just... overdrive. Yeah, this will only up. it'll only take a sec. Yeah, let me pull it up. Oh yeah, here it is. You'll know most of you know at least a handful of the people since you went to one show. But there we go. We got seven matches. Yeah, seven matches. Uh, we'll go reverse order again. I'm actually really excited about this one. Uh, because they had an awesome match last month. We've got. Impact Knockouts champion Jordan Grace defending against Masha Slamovich in a last knockout standing match. Um, yeah, I think this should be really good. But uh, who do you got? I don't know if you've seen either. No, no Mrs. Slamovich. I'll go with her. That's a uh, me too, baby. And she's on my fantasy team that we Mrs. did. No, you picked Mrs. Slamovich. Cool. And then we've got Mickey James versus Taylor Wilde. In a career-threatening match. career-threatening match. If I, Mickey I, I, James I loses, she will retire from in-ring competition. You know what? Let's let, let's cheer for her retirement. Let's go Taylor Wilde. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Mickey James. I think it's possible because there's rumors of her and her husband, Nick Aldis, potentially going to WWE. Uh, so it's definitely possible. I'll stick with Mickey here, but you might be right. All right, we've got Bully Ray, who was Bubba Ray Dudley, against Moose in a tables match. They both have funny names. Uh. Yeah, Bully Ray versus Moose. I'll go for Moose because bullying sucks. Yeah, I'm going for yeah. Moose, too. Yeah. Moose! Yeah. Moose, yeah. All right, we've got the Death Dolls, which will be some configuration of Jessica, Taya Valkyrie, and Rosemary versus and or, yeah. Yeah, Savannah Evans and Tasha Steeles for the Knockouts World Tag Team Championship. I know we saw Tasha Steeles was the women's champ last. She fought uh, Mickey James. So anyway, who you got? I'll, Savannah Evans and Tasha Steeles. I hate the way Jessica spells her name with the CKA. <laughs> like, I hate that so much. So, well, yeah. I'm going with the Death Dolls. Yeah. I'm just not a big fan of. Well they, well, they both end the thing with Z, so you know. Hopefully, we'll yeah. make us shoot Z's and go to sleep. And oh, you know, Savannah Evans and Tasha Steeles will win. Oh shit! Okay, we've got Heath and Rhino versus the major players Brian Cardone, <laughs> Brian Myers, and Matt Cardona for the Impact World Tag Team Champ. Who you got? Let's do Heath and Rhino because they look like an odd couple. Yeah, they are, and I think yeah. they're going to win, too. Rhino is the one when we were at the show in Louisville when I yelled, Gore! And he, like, stared me dead in the eyes. <laughs> um, okay, and I think these last two will also be very, very good. We've got the tournament final for the Vacant X Division Championship between Black Tarus and Trey Miguel. I know you've seen it's Trey a really pr- It's a really sp- pronounced Tarus. It is. Why don't you Google Taurus? him? No, 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 I, I see his picture. Yeah. Yeah, I, I see him. He's I'm, fucking tight. He's, he's a luchador in yeah. Oh, yeah. But he's a big guy. Like, oh, yeah. And let's go, this guy. I'm yeah, picking he, him he too, tight. for sure. Yeah, he's very tight. And Trey Miguel, you know, had the belt a good part of this year. And, it's, you know, I think he's been two or three time X Division champ. Yeah, I'm definitely a Black Tarus guy, no doubt. And then because so Frankie Kazarian cashed in what they call option C, which means if you are the X division champ, you can give your belt up for a title match for the impact world oh, championship, interesting. which I yeah, think that, is a very cool that, thing. That's a cool caveat. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. So he can, he won it recently off speedball, Mike Bailey, and pretty much immediately is like, I'm calling option C. 
So little on Kazarian, like he was an impact for a very long time in his career, you know, before Ring of Honor, before AEW. So he's like an impact, I guess, close to a legend, if we want to call it that. And he's had some really nice matches and impact this year. You know, obviously he hasn't been featured much on AEW, but he's been infinitely more interesting here than he was as the elite hunter. Like I said, he's had better matches and impact by far than he's had recently in AEW. Uh, so I'm very excited about this. I mean, Alexander has had an unbelievable year. He's coming up on uh, breaking impacts record for the world championship. So I'm picking Josh Alexander because of that. And uh, yeah. Yeah. so he remember he returned at the Louisville show. We were at at the very end to attack Moose. Mm-hmm. And then he ended up winning the title off Moose about a month later. And he's had it ever since. So, well, there is our, our impromptu impact overdrive picks. So let's uh, let's put a bow on this, shall we? Yeah, it is legitimately. Oh, cool. <laughs> it's over. It's over. It's over. It's over now. Also, it's weird that they spell overdrive in two words. I know. I think I've noticed that. <laughs> like, like, like. Oh, I guess we can like, make who, it. Who spells it that way at all? We can make the title It's Over, parentheses, drive. <laughs> Game. <laughs>